Okay, welcome everybody. This is another episode of the Black Pill Podcast, and I am your host, OBJ. And to my right, Sophia Williams, and to my right, we have Jordy Foster. All right, thank you everybody for coming to this next episode. Uh, so our topic for today is like what I like to call the Black Pill topic. So to, this topic is about your creative purpose. So what is your creative purpose? I think a lot of people is always trying to identify what their creative purpose is, or at least try to identify it with themselves so they can get into that journey of knowing what their creative purpose is. So in this, ep- in this episode of the podcast, I want, you know, myself and each of the hosts to like tap more into that what is their creative purpose is how it looks in the long run or in the short run and you know and i'll let people just know a little bit about our creative purpose and then where it may influence motivate or lead to and things like that i'm excited about this one yes 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 i have a question i'm still kind of confused what you mean by your creative purpose yeah so just to kind of like narrow it down um i think it's just kind of like for me, when I come to, I'm gonna, I like to split the words by two. So by creative, you know, it's a very uh, broad outlet as far as like, okay, for you, Sophia, you'd like to do photography. Mm-hmm. So that's a creative outlet for you. And then you have purpose. What is your purpose? The thing for me, when I come to purpose, it's a journey, not a destination. So it's an ongoing thing. You know, you're still learning. You're still trying. Kind of like to, it never stops. It never stops. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you may find something within your f- photography journey, but then it can lead you to, you know... Um, editing this or like like um, doing workshops and stuff like that yeah workshops or anything Mm -hmm. like that so it it can evolve over time so like especially with I I don't like to Fact the age into it. I just fact the more an experience. Yeah. So you know, I like that word that you use to journey. Like I feel like journey is really important because it's kind of like a never ending process because Mm, you you, you, you're gonna learn something today and then you're gonna learn something the day after Mm -hmm. and then you might even change your whole course. Kind of like a pyramid. Like you go from the bottom, you go up, kind of step by step. Yep. Mm -hmm. Each different level. Yep. So you're just building that foundation up. So like for me, just to like like I said, narrow it down. They just like to split it to a creative and then think of the word purpose. so what is your creative outlet? Um, as far as for me, I, you know, I like to do illustrations. I like to do graphic designs. Um, so that's and, the creative part. Yeah, that's the creative part. Okay. Or it could be creative as far as that, not more of the skill sets or whatever. It could be it's like, oh, I like to help other people. Mm-hmm. You know, as far that as is like, creativity too. Exactly. As far as the humanitarian part of it, well, that's, yeah. a, that's a long word. <laughs> um, humanitarian. <laughs> so like, yeah, so just think of it as that and it kind of like, conjoin them like together and then just think of it as that word creative purpose so it's like your creative journey into your your livelihood your purpose and your identity so just all right so let's point the mic to you that's a perfect place to start yeah, yeah. so and i don't mind starting so like for me um i'll say like my creative purpose is to help others like i'm always genuine about helping others as far as like anything that i learned as far as like you know when it comes to portraits uh illustration graphic designs anything like that it's always in the service of other people because that's the thing I was kind of getting used to. Mm. You know, I never got into that that headspace of like, oh, like I can help other people with this because I was always kind of bubbling myself of like, oh, I'm learning this, I'm growing with it, and I love it because it's in my happy zone. I like to like to call it my yeah. oasis. You know, mm. I think you know, just to step away from the reality and kind of just get into my space where I'm just learning these things. I'm enjoying my own company, my own solitude, yeah. and I'm just like you know, like I said, growing with it. But um, over time, I learned that, you know, um, as far as like, you know, the business aspect of it, the service aspect of it, the customer service, learning all these different terms and things like that helped me like kind of like 
uh, reshape my creative purpose as yeah. far as like you know reaching out to more communities and that that's uh that correlates to like creativity and then like knowing that okay like this person's into music this person's into like writing this person's into photography uh video editing cinematography anything like that and it just kind of branches out from there so like you know this uh this platform uh the the black pill podcast is a creative you know it's it's kind of journeying into that creative purpose of mm-hmm. reaching out to different creatives um helping them out um you know learning things from each one of us mm-hmm. and like you know seeing where they kind of like identify what their creative purpose is and i feel like that what you said is really just so important because having your having a bigger purpose than staying in your own creative bubble or your yes. own creative oasis that's a whole different game because when you create for yourself mm-hmm. you usually only end up getting so far exactly. true. but right true yeah like because like what for example if you have to make money to pay your bills because your mom or your sister or whoever you're with is not going to be able to eat then you're actually going to end up going 10 times harder than if it were just you mm-hmm. because half the time if it's just you then you're not really going to like really do anything mm-hmm. yeah so like yeah just to kind of like uh, continue on that um, term of creative purpose so it's like like I said helping others it's yeah. like that's what I, I love to do um, I love to see people happy I love to see people grow um, trying to like figure things out and you know, especially when they come to me and ask me questions and advice, I, I love that too because it, it kind of like makes me getting a bit more into the consulting kind of field of creativity. It's like okay, like you know, I'm really helping people. I'm giving them genuine advice. You know, it's not the kind of like sugar coat or kind of like mm-hmm. cut around the bushes kind of thing. Yeah. And I think people really respect that about me. So like, um, yeah. So like, um, hopefully that'll lead more into like um, me teaching people portraits. You know, as, yeah. as far as like how I do my kind of uh, method of portrait because it's not really, I, I say it's not really conventional maybe. I, mm-hmm. I, it's kind of like um, out of the box because mine's just more of a feeling. Mine's is like, and you can't really teach feeling like that to somebody else because yeah. it's like, that's your own kind of thing. But like if somebody could grasp their own feeling and get into the groove of things, yeah. it's just like, okay, now you're getting into the motion. Now you understand a different flow of how a creativity. Yo, that's so true because- when I walked by the table just now, and y'all laughed at me for looking at the pills, <laughs> like, yeah, like that was a genuine feeling. Like I, yeah. like I had a little vision because, like, I walked past it, and then I felt that energy because mm-hmm. we had that conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. before we started recording about mm-hmm. how can we do different things to market. So that little thing kind of set off a switch, and I'm like, oh, like now I'm just thinking about everything in my brain so so i so i feel like that's pretty cool yeah so like um yeah just to kind of like uh to finish off that it's just like um helping others um being in service to others Mm -hmm. um helping them find their purpose um whatever that may be um how it may change maybe five ten fifteen years from now um but as long as they're growing into it, because like creativity is also another thing in the field, especially in the education system, not to get too uh, deep into that. It's like it's dying out in certain fields as far as like how they um, teach it and the, the kind of yeah, method. Yeah, like graphic design and, yeah, and things like that. Yeah. And I feel like um, it doesn't really push people to like, you know, because, um, you know, when they graduate at times, they still kind of get lost and be like, okay, I graduated. I have this degree. Um, but now where do I go from here? I have no True. practical skills. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So like, <laughs> you know, they, you know, you, you could go into a career or things like that if that, that's so, if that's what they want to do. Sophia uh, do, doesn't even remember the periodic table. 
Yeah. <laughs> or like maybe she does. Or like maybe she does. Yeah. I see it every day. So yeah, it's like there's easy. things that will stick to and there's mm-hmm. things that True. don't. But yeah. um uh to me education is like, you know, it's a broad thing. You know, you can learn yeah. anything anywhere. So but like it's really what you do afterwards. Even like for me, but photography, because um back in college, I was introduced to photography in college. Mm-hmm. I took like okay. two elective courses, yeah. um, one in black and white photography. Mm-hmm. So like the whole film, the dark room, it was so it was fun, but it was a lot of work. Yeah. And I learned a lot with that. Then I took um, color photography, you know, current, whatever, modern, whatever, whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting. I mean, I learned some stuff, but even when I left the class, I didn't even know you can change a lens. I, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> what, what? So I was oh. going through the class with a T6, um, a T uh, Canon, like one of those crop sensor Canon lens um, camera with like a kit lens. I'm like, why does my shots look so... <laughs> So it doesn't look like, you know, other professional. I'm like, what is going on? But I didn't know. Yeah. The most I could do is change my settings, my aperture, my aperture, whatever. But I'm, I didn't know that. So when mm. I left the class and maybe like about two years after when I got my own camera, I'm like, oh, this is why it wasn't looking that way. Mm. But I learned this on my own. Mm-hmm. I didn't learn. I, I so know. like what made maybe you- I think maybe because in the class, even yeah. though I was learning, I didn't really know, still understand things. I didn't understand what was going on. I yeah. learned, but I didn't really understand mm-hmm. until I was in that actual, in the position. I had my own camera. Mm-hmm. I can practice more. I actually learned and understood what was actually being taught at the, in the classes or whatever. Yeah. And um, yeah. So Jordy, do you have like, uh, you know, a, a good term of what to create a purpose and what your creative purposes may be? So to like start from the tippy tippy top of where I am currently right now. January 8th, 2020. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. My purpose right now is to help creatives build meaningful businesses by helping them understand how magical marketing can be and the opportunity that we have today. So whenever I think back to when I had a dial-up connection back in Jamaica, and when my mom was like just getting the modem and then we got cable and seeing all those transitions, like early, early YouTube, I'm talking like 2007, 2008 YouTube when it was the red and white logo and the interface was crappy and you had those early videos and the channels was early out. Like I n- never understood the potential of what those platforms could be. I under, like there are a couple of things that I said that, oh yeah, you know, YouTube is like the TV because I saw the ads popping up like very early back in those mm-hmm. days, but you still had this Chrome extension called the YouTube ad blocker so you could still block the ads. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I YouTube is like the TV, but I never understood that I could have been a part of that maybe because of lack of technology and lack of resources. I n- never had a webcam and stuff like that, but... Since doing photography in what, 2014, mm-hmm. I had a knack for a couple of things. So business comes kind of intuitive to me because I've been selling cards and stuff like since I was 11 years old. So by the time I started photography, without having an Instagram and stuff like that, I realized that in order for me to get my name out there, the first thing I needed to do was take pictures of my friends in the school and then have them post my pictures on Instagram Mm -hmm. and Facebook, even before I had an Instagram profile. Mm -hmm. And then as it evolved, 
you know, like similar to most of us where people ask us questions and we answer them and, you know, like certain opportunities can spring out of that. I've realized that beyond the pictures that people come to me for, I realized that the types of things that I post about the motivation and really understanding the need to sacrifice for your dreams and, you you know, like really putting in the work, like people... My clients actually pardon me for not sending pictures back on time mm. because they see that I'm working all the time. Oh, okay. And you would think it would be the opposite where they'd be rushing me, but they actually pardon me for that. And I think it's because they probably somewhat understand that my purpose is probably higher than photography mm. because I, I've been teaching, like having conversations like this since I was like so small. So... Oh, oh, my little sister is calling me. Oh, okay. I declined the call, though. <laughs> Love you, sis. <laughs> but I, I'm going to call you back in a she, minute. She'll but, understand. She'll understand. But, like, I've understood that in answering those questions and, like, really looking beyond just the art form itself, the part that brings me genuine joy is when somebody understands that posting on Instagram consistently, responding to all the comments and stuff like that is the foundation of the business that you want to build for the next five, 10 years. Like that is what makes me happy. Mm. So I found myself transitioning into a mentorship kind of consultant space right now. Mm. Like even with the marketing agency I started, I'm kind of like a content coach for my client, Mm. like to explain to them that posting content is like working out. In the first month is going to be hard. You're not going to want to do it. You don't want to put the hours in. It feels like a chore and it's not a part of your day until you do it for a month and then two months and then three months, then it becomes a part of your daily routine and it doesn't feel like extra work. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's the space I'm in right now. And uh, just to add, um, there's one pro- more, one person missing from this podcast. Her name is Savannah. We Lee. love you, Savannah. <laughs> She's here in uh, spirit. She's here yeah, in spirit. So unfortunately yeah. she couldn't come here today, but yeah, so it's just the three of us for now. But, um, yeah, um, I think that's dope, uh, Jordy. And uh, another thing to add on to the creative purpose is like your why. It's like, why do you create? Uh, it's like, um, I think a lot of people um, get into these fields and then they get curious and they get like, oh, they get excited, mm-hmm. but they, they don't usually know the reason why and stuff. So some people do, some people don't. For I think for my why, uh, just to kind of start off, is that like, creativity was like i think it was more innate to me it was just mm-hmm. like um my mom kind of introduced me to it when i was like i think four or five years old um you know she kind of well she discovered my talent for it you know i was bored one day uh just to give you a quick story um i was like yo mom you know i'm bored whatever whatever i was home at um, from school um He's like, why don't you draw something? I was like, draw something. I was like, draw, draw what? And he's like, draw a chicken. I was like, a chicken. I was like, you know, out, of, out of all things. And but you know, people don't know my mom is Panamanian, so she grew up in the countryside. You know, yeah. she raised a chicken, actually, an actual chicken as a pet. But so that's why it, it, it occurred to her to for me to draw a chicken. So you know, I was like, all right, let me just draw a chicken. You know, uh, so I drew the chicken. Uh, I was like four, four, four or five years old, like I said, and like it came out really good, like. 
almost professional like and she was amazed she was yeah. she was so amazed she was just like was yo that the first attempt or just that was my first attempt and in yeah. my first attempt i actually cried <laughs> i actually cried because i was very like, was it like a 3d chicken or like a 2d chicken like it was more of a 2d chicken. 2d chicken but like um i was very skeptical as a kid so i was yeah. just like yo i drew the neck fat it's like no it don't look right it don't look right so i cried um from my first drawing but she knew that you know i had the potential to grow to be an amazing artist and I did ever since then. So like, you know, seeing the excitement and the curiosity and even to mm. to, to criticize myself at such a young age, it's like, yo, I, I know I could grow better to be a, a better artist, a sketch artist. So uh, that kind of got into my why and it, it tapped into like, you know, so many different things. It's like, you know, meeting so many amazing creative friends, people looking at my art and just like, you know, feeling so overwhelmed. The first time being ever How overwhelmed. How old were you then? Well, when I created the, yeah. the art, I was like four or five years old. So I was like oh, around. Wow. Oh, you're young. I was like, yeah, I was like, what was that? What age? Was that second grade maybe? I don't I don't know. I don't yeah. know the math on that. But if y'all know, y'all know. But um, yeah, so young, um, very talented. I was gaining so many advantages for like, and disadvantages, but a lot of advantages as far as like my creativity. Like I remember when one of my teachers uh, gave me three days off with no homework to drew a sketch and you know the students was understanding so yeah yeah you got this you got this got this. i was like yo it was so weird i was just like what yeah y'all want me to have three days and no homework but y'all gonna have homework though it's just like it was so weird but i was such a shy and, and quiet kid were you the time. emotional i was very emotional but me like me too but i was like, very emotional but like um you know <laughs> I, I i took it in and i, I just kind of ran with it you know what i'm saying because i i i, I like the expression that other people gave me as far as like seeing my talent mm-hmm. um even though i was trying to be sometimes low-key with it i'm just like okay like you know yeah you're coming in here too much and stuff <laughs> and like i remember some people was asking me to do the most ridiculous thing like i remember somebody asked me to draw a line for them i was like a line it's like that's what we have rulers for like you know they really because i was like my my sketching was so neat and so like you know straight and everything that they wanted me to draw like a literal line for them and i'm just like <laughs> are you kidding me so like yeah i, th- I think like you know just to kind of uh, yeah. circulate that you know what was your why as far as like why you got into your creativity or you know the field that's, that you got into that's interesting sophia you gotta go like i want to hear that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. For me, what is my creative purpose? That's a very good question. It's kind of a hard. It's kind of hard for me to put it into words. Yeah. yeah. Um. If you don't know that, but, like, just start with d- your. D- d- oh, d- oh, oh, d- oh shit! My, my <laughs> She's like, I'm getting it together, guys. <laughs> but I would say, what really brings me joy as a creative. It's just being able to inspire. What age did it start for you? Like, what's the chapter? Inspire and motivate people. Comic book zero. <laughs> what age? Um, I don't know. I've always been creative since I was younger. I used to love drawing. Okay. Um, I used to love drawing. So mm-hmm. that's where I kind of started. What age was this? Um, I don't know. Because I feel like that matters, bro. Because a I lot of the, the time. age. Yeah. It's pretty young. I, I used to do stuff like I used to draw. Um, I also know how to sew. I used to sew and like make like doll clothes and design mm. little like mini clothes for my doll or whatever. What? I yeah, I always been creative. Even in high school, I did. I used to do videography in high school. Mm. What? And then I, even in college too, I was part of their um, LU TV, their TV station. Oh. Yeah. I did stuff. Oh, she so was out here. She don't even be trying to tell me, bro. Like. That's so, crazy. Um, yeah, I've been, I've always been creative because I've always been shy. 
So I'm always trying to find ways to be myself in a very like um I don't know, be myself in my own way in a sense. Yeah. Um and with photography, it really allowed me to put myself out there. Okay. Um cuz I'm always trying to find ways to challenge myself. Mm-hmm. And you know, being shy. Do you feel like it still gives you room to hide? Yeah. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, Do you enjoy that? I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes <laughs> I need to, mm-hmm. you know, kind of sit sit back and just be in my own space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I want to just go out and meet people and yeah. talk to people and do all of this and do all of that. So yeah. it, it really allows me to be kind of on both sides. Okay. I feel like I just stumble in photography. Like mm. it it was never planned. Like my creative expression i feel like one thing that i really thank my parents for was Mm -hmm. they let me try a lot of different things Mm -hmm. so i used to play the piano for a little bit and and i still remember how to play the piano (laughs) i did taekwondo i did ping pong I uh, played football in the community, so like that's not you like know, see, serious like with your foot. Not, I was not all of that. Mm-mm. And the thing that I'll say that I loved is that they never knocked me for not finishing anything because mm-hmm. throughout throughout the course of my life, the only consistent thing is that I've never finished anything. Like mm-hmm. I, I didn't finish high school in Jamaica. I didn't finish college here. I didn't mm-hmm. finish any of those things that I started. The only thing that I ever continued throughout the course of my life was entrepreneurship. So since I was 11 years old, my aunt and my mom got me set up with the phone cards. See, Mm -hmm. like I see you not sneezing in the mic. We appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but they got me set up with the phone cards. So we had a phone card thing. So you could scratch off the phone card number to punch it in your phone or we had a little advanced technology that you could put the like star number and then the person's number and it goes right to their phone. So my mom and my aunt got me set up with that. So every Wednesday I'm going down the grade blocks because we had like, it it was an all boys school and we had like about eight of each class. So eight, seven grade classes, eight, eight grade classes, nine, eight grade. So a lot of us Mm. every Wednesday, down to Friday, I'm going down every grade block with my um geometry set, and I took out the geometry utensils and I put my phone card on my cash in for change. <laughs> wow. yeah, well, the so, days, man. The so days, right? That was that's my creativity, mm. and then I sold CDs with software on it because like we stole. I mean, we allegedly stole software off the internet, okay. and then. <laughs> And then I used to distribute those, so like Windows 7 Ultimate, you know, like video games and like little stuff like that. So that was my form of creativity, finding a way how to break out the mold, so mm. to speak. And I think it's kind of similar, you know, because like creatives are usually like those weird people that like do different things. Like, why yeah. are you crying while you drawing? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, why are you trying to hide behind the camera, but like you're so good at it? Yeah. You know, it's like all these different yeah. things. Like, because me, like I... I always cried growing up, and and I'm putting this on the record. I always cried growing up, even to this day, when I look at pictures of like close family, mm. and yeah. and it's not even like sad tears. I just look at the pictures, and then I'm like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, is like it I'm the, crying. The memory, at, like it brings back. I think one part is the memory because when I look at pictures of my mom and my father, mm. like I I get really. St- 
really emotional over that, mm-hmm. but I'm not trying to get sad right here. You know, it's mm-hmm. a, yeah. no, it's all right. And, right? <laughs> and but I feel like the early signs of photography manifested when I was in the ninth, tenth grade. Mm-hmm. So in Jamaica, that's like about the fourth farm. Like fourth form, fifth form, we wanted to make a page where like we took pictures of people and troll them. So oh, like, okay. so that was the earliest form of like me wanting to do photography. Then, so we made a mm. Facebook page for that. Oh, we um had my school name backwards. So Calabar backwards is Rabalak, and it's Rabalak oh, trolling. That's clever. Calabar like in Nigeria, oh, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so we put that backwards trolling. And that was the earliest sign of me wanting to do photography. So I think that it was subconsciously there in my mind, mm-hmm. but I didn't know about mm, DSLRs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like, it's, like when you say that, like I'm thinking back to when I was mm-hmm. younger, I was always the one taking pictures of the family. Okay. <laughs> and mm. everyone would be annoyed. Like, what, what is she doing? Yeah. But now I'm the one who can, I can pull up stuff from like 10 years ago and she can show pictures and like, oh, you took this 10 years ago? Yeah. Yeah. But it's, oh, wow. It's, yeah. I'm like, I have like my computer and I, like I have my um. Google account full of like yeah. thousands of images from like 10 years ago when I wow, first came here. Wow. I'm, and I'm thinking like, okay, even back then, I always was the one taking pictures. I mm-hmm. wasn't like into like photography like that, but I mm. was always the one taking pictures, just doing in the in the backyard or plants mm-hmm. or people, my family. I was always the one. Yeah. And just like thinking back to that, I'm like, okay, that kind of looked like a little something, something. Yeah. 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 Like the early beginnings. Yeah. yeah. I kind of, I've always been interested in just, I guess, taking images and, or capturing those moments. Yo, Jay, did you feel like you were destined to be a like great illustrator? Uh, not really. Um, I think as a kid, like yeah. I always had these like crazy, um, you know, <laughs> thoughts about me being a prodigy or something like okay. that, <laughs> like a prodigy Who kid, Who like you know, being just so special, you know, different from everybody else and things like that. Just the way I thought about things, how I think about the world, uh, was just different mm-hmm. from everybody else. Like you know, I'll be a kid, you know, but there was the other mature side of me. I was just a very, I was a very mature kid. So there was that other side of me that I couldn't like talk to many other kids about it because mm-hmm. it's just like you know they want to play, they want to do all this stuff like mm-hmm. that but i was just such a deep level thinker and i always like, spoke to old too. people yeah me too i always spoke to old people well, i didn't speak to a lot of old people but like like i was i would pay attention to such small details like uh-huh. like yeah. a pebble on the on the ground or something like okay it, like the colors of it or just the, oh so you like a real artist like yeah yeah well you, you want to call it that because it's just like my curiosity was mm-hmm. just so like immense it's like i was just so curious about all these different things and i like, was curious too yeah like, like i was curious about like the stars and like yeah I, me too I, like yeah. i'd be asking questions like yo like how was the world formed or like yeah exactly. or, i was the same i was the same yeah way. like why like why is the world like this or what if the world didn't get colonized yeah what would it look like or mm-hmm. are there other people on the planet that we don't know about and we yep. can't see like yep. little stuff like that so, and then I so even that's thought, pretty cool that's pretty cool i thought you even thought further like you know about death and everything like that it's just like mm-hmm. oh my gosh we're gonna die someday blah blah, blah. you well, know like, what's gonna happen yeah it's like i, I won't see you mom yo. <laughs> <laughs> yo as you said that I was like nine years old, yeah. as, asking my father in the back of the car when we go to get hard old bread on the weekends. Like so, like we buy the hard old bread mm-hmm. and we like just break it off. Yeah, break it off fr- fresh out of the oven and like, yeah. eat that right. Yeah. And I would always ask him, "Yo, Daddy, how am I gonna pay bills?" 
<laughs> like, oh my yeah, god. Yeah, yo, yo, like seriously, like, yeah. like, how am I gonna pay the bills? How am I gonna know how to save? Like stuff like that that you're not even really thinking about at nine years yeah, old. Exactly. And I, yeah, I, and like yeah, I was just very skeptical. I was just very deep in thought. Like I thought about so many things mm-hmm. and like um which led me to overthinking a lot of other things as well. Mm-hmm. So like um just the level that and then you know, learning how to like not just to unpackage all that overthinking yeah. and kind of focus on the layers that's more important to me and my growth. So like, um, meaning yeah, like me as a kid, I was I was all over the place. Sure. Like you know, um, you know, one, one person the the whole team will go to the right, I'll go to the left. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, like and it, it, it was like, and I was I was grateful for it because it's just like you know being in kind of that that confined solitude. It just mm-hmm. made me kind of like reflect on a lot of myself and like what what I need to do because sometimes you can't bunch yourself with too many people because you know you might lose your identity of who you are being bunched. To, Mm-hmm. around with too many people who's just trying to tell you what to do or mm-hmm. you're this person or you're that person and such like that. So I think like I, I spent a lot of time alone just like working on my skills, working on my talents, all that kind of things and it kind of led me to like you know branching that out more. Yeah. So it's like you know thinking of it as a flower you know you know it takes time to root mm-hmm. and then you just kind of blossom later you know what I'm saying so that's how I was as a kid. So like we're we all were deep thinkers or still um, am deep thinkers. Yeah. I'm still deep thinking to this yeah. day. Yeah, you know still... what I'm saying? Like I, I still think about, you know, the, everything. The, yeah, everything. And I know it seems like I talk a lot, but I listen like 90% more than I talk, mm. which, which is why I have a lot to say. Mm. Yeah, because like I, I was telling y'all earlier, like you know, when I get really passionate about something, mm-hmm. you'll know by the habits. It's like if I'm talking really fast and doing all like this, like yeah. then I'm really into the topic because I have a, so much in my mind yeah. that I just want to like just put it out there because it's just like yo, I'm so excited. Like I really want to talk about. It. Let me talk about this so idea. So like, what did you do to work through overthinking? For instance, you know, because a lot of creatives like really battle with that mm-hmm. and it results in them not putting their work out, for example, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I guess for me, it would be like, um, I did a lot of reflecting. So I took time meditating here and there. Um, just kind of like reflecting work, on what? Like, just like, um, as far as like, um, what are things I'm overthinking about mm-hmm. and like, what is it connected to as far as my life, my experiences, my purpose and my journey, mm. things like that. So like. I'll ravel on it. Sometimes it'll be traumatic experiences as well, correlated mm-hmm. to a lot of those things, yeah. especially as a creative. That like, okay, I'll, I'll sit through. I say, okay, I'll, I'll I'll take time to like be in my room or somewhere in a yeah. quiet spot. Um, uh, I'll close my eyes or whatever, what whatever helps, and then I'll, I'll kind of like put like a, a a movie screen, like it's just rolling in my mind, and I'll just kind of like embrace through it. instead of like trying to like navigate around it. It's just like, oh, I don't want to go through that. I don't I don't want to see that. You know, I, I gotta embrace through it mm-hmm. and say why. Why am I am I overthinking about all these things and stuff That's like that? That's me. That's what I do. Yeah. yeah. Like one thing I learned is that things are greater in expectation than, than in reality. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we sit down oh and make God. things in our mind. Back. So yeah. like for me, I try to really sit sit back and be like, oh, where did this come from? Because mm-hmm. sometimes things would trigger me unconsciously. Yeah. I don't realize it. Yeah. And then I would sit. I would maybe maybe go procrastinate for like a whole week or something. Be yeah. unmotivated. Then I'm like, okay, what, what, Sophie, what's going on? Where did this yeah. come from? Uh-huh. Then I would think back, okay, oh, this happened early. How do you catch yourself though? Mm-hmm. If you're question. doing the same thing over and over again, mm-hmm. yeah, like so let's say for a whole week, um, I'm not doing anything that I should be doing. Like if I have a bunch of edits and it's backing up, and I'm like, okay, Sophia, at one point is like, okay, where all is coming from? Mm-hmm. 
you know, let's say you remember like, oh, one, t- five days ago, something happened in my family. It was yeah. an argument or something like, oh, and then after that, it's just, I just feel like, what's the purpose of even trying to do anything? Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just oh yeah, like you taking those emotions and yeah. it's like yeah. draining the energy out of your creative process, and you make it into the whole, a whole big thing that is really not, you know. Yeah. Or you kind of use it as an excuse to not do anything. Yeah. Yeah. The way how my overthinking plays out is, for example, like since I'm usually bouncing around between like four or five different projects at a time, mm-hmm. one of the things that I have a hard time doing is letting go, mm-hmm. and I feel like that that might be somewhere in my childhood that I haven't fully unpacked yet. Mm-hmm. But I sometimes struggle to break off a partnership or something if I feel like it's not working and I'll procrastinate and then not communicate and then I end up in silence and then I'm overthinking it in my head when in fact I should just reach out. Because my marketing client, she said to me, Jordy, if your intention is right, then however the other person receives the message is on them. But mm-hmm. if your intention is coming from a good place, your job is to deliver the message. Because the longer you stay thinking about it, you're pulling away further from the truth. Yeah. And when she said that to me, it kind of broke those mental shackles that I have in my head because mm-hmm. a lot of the times I will just not know how to say no. Yeah, Like I just, like I just don't know how to. And... Our greatest strengths are usually also our greatest weaknesses. Mm -hmm. So I'm a yes, 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 yes person until I have 17 edits on my computer. (laughs) You know, I'm getting off work at like 2 a.m. and then I got to wake up at 6 Mm. to go back and because I say yes to something else the day after that, you know. But like it's also a great strength because it allows me to get a lot of stuff done. Mm -hmm. But like. Letting go is just like so hard for me sometimes. Yeah, and uh, I just want to ask another question. Yeah, um, I'll let uh Sophia and Jordy or you answer. Um, so is there ever a point where like during your creative journey that like when you was explaining a, a vision, a, a idea, or something to somebody, and it's just like you're really excited about it, and they couldn't under quite understand it, or they'll just kind of like fake the funk. As far as like oh, just supporting the idea mm-hmm. or anything like that. Was there ever a time where it's just like nobody really believed you or somebody did believe you as far as like explaining your, you know, idea or vision to somebody. Um, and it could be any age. Anything? Yeah. I would say to be, when I first started phot- uh, photography, you know, I was going out a lot, doing a lot of um, like collaborations, free mm-hmm. stuff, a bunch of free stuff. Talk about the free work <laughs> because yeah. everybody try to dodge the free work. Yeah. And, you know, my mom, especially, she was like, what are you doing? She's like, you're doing all this thing. She she did not understand at all. Yeah. You know, all the free work. You should be charged. But I'm, I explained to her that, listen, this is part of the whole thing. Yeah. It takes time for me to build, you know, but she's very skeptical in mm-hmm. the beginning. Yeah. It takes time. And then, but once I started to build that momentum and started to do like more paid stuff and stuff, yeah, she started to take me actually seriously. Because mm. like, again, she was not too taking me as a joke. Yeah, and yeah. I'm going out, spending money to go on the train, a, a lot of free stuff, a lot yeah. of free stuff. Like, where are you going again? Like, <laughs> yeah, Sophie, how much money you make this month? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's her now. <laughs> oh my god! Now nah, for me. It was like either like April, May, June, July, 2017. Me and my father were driving to go somewhere. And he looks over at me and he says, Jordy, when are you going to get a job? Mm -hmm. And this is 
three years into my photography journey now. And I knew that for July, I have one book in lineup for July 28th, the end of the month. And that's like 150 but when I do the math, it's probably actually $100 because I'm spending money on food and stuff that day to yeah. get back and forth. Yeah. So it's probably $100. And I said to him, I'll get a job mm-hmm. if and only if photography fails me completely. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, fortunately, I still live... At that time, I was... I was in his apartment and we lived in our aunt's house. So I had like some air cover. So for me, the way how I looked at that situation was I need to take this time to go like as hard as I possibly can Mm -hmm. because I was still coming back and forth from school. So during the summertime, like those would like really be like my hot months. Like that's usually the hot months for the creative industry, you know, because like in New York, summer's out, bun's out, you know, whatever mm, you yeah. want to call it. <laughs> and from, I don't think it was that year. I think it was probably 2018 where like um like me and like two of my boys, we really penetrated the prom scene. Mm. So like when I came out of school um that year, 2018, it was from like May 14th to about what month comes after May? April, May, June, June. Mm-hmm. and July. Those two months combined, I made probably like four four $4,000 like just off of proms. Oh, okay. And then I made no money after that. But <laughs> <laughs> but, but like th- that was one of the signs. But like even still then, mm-hmm. you know, my like I still had nothing to really show because mm-hmm. you... You can do good for two months, but what about the rest of the year? Yeah. You know, so even up until still this day, like, every now and again, like, my father would, like, still just be like, yo, like, you know, like, I would really love for you to finish school. Yeah, yeah. Because that that's his personal dream. Because yeah. he never graduated high school. Mm-hmm. He never, he doesn't even know what the doorstep of a college looks like, mm. you know? And that's his personal dream. Yeah. And he wants that for me, but that's not what I want for me. Like mm. m- my passion or my life is not in the walls of a school, like yeah. getting a piece of paper, you know? Yeah. And it was only this year that like I finally got the confidence in myself because I went all in, like all in committed, like right throughout the year from January back to December, like working nonstop. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time I actually had the full confidence, like a hundred percent confidence to be like, yeah, like this is what I do. Like I've had like a couple of people like understand that, like, this is what I do mm-hmm. because like, like people see what we're doing, Yeah, but a lot of the times, especially our parents, I feel like they just want results yeah, because exactly. they're scared. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, those are great responses. Uh, for me, yeah. uh, my mom always believed in me, uh, whether it's creativity, whether it's doing sports. They believed in me, though, but there was always like, yo, Skeptic. like, what are you, you doing? Know, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But- yeah and, and also, like, with Caribbean parents, you know, arts, they don't really, you know, nobody really looks at people who do, yeah. like, mm-hmm. creative, like, photographers. Oh, what is yeah. this? Ew. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh. So, so I, 
I will say that because I don't want to send the wrong message. They supported me. Yeah. But they want that backup plan. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But like your mom always supported you from a young age. Yeah. So she always reported me, like, especially when me and doing uh uh art and sketching and stuff like that. She saw me when I was my most happiest and like mm-hmm. I was zoned out. Like I'm talking about like a laser focus into my work that I would not even eat for hours. I'm like, that's a great parent though. Yeah. And then like like sometimes she'll she'll cook me a, a plate of food and mm-hmm. I wouldn't even notice it because I'm just so focused on my art or whatever. Were and, you drawing on paper? Or oh like yeah, I was stuff? drawing on like just regular paper. I just, okay. But my, my go-to was paper, pencil. That's all I need. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could finesse anything with that. Paper, yeah. pencil. So like I was doing that for a long time. So she always, even with sports, Um, even though, you know, mothers, you know, they can be very uh cautious with that as far as like, yeah. oh, you know, it's a dangerous sport, whatever. But like she, she knew I was into it because I had, like the thing about me was like, it was very scary for like me having so much range of skill sets and talents and everything like yeah. that. Even I did basketball. I tried to for, try to uh, uh, go for basketball, and people wanted me to go for the team. And I was very talented at that, and I could have like you know led somewhere with that. But um, you know that didn't work out. But um, creativity was just so something that my mom always supported. But when it came to my father, Nigerian, let's talk about it. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. Like, this not to say all Nigerian fathers just to yeah, uh, disclose that, but like um. He was against it. He was like, he would tell me like, you know, throw that paper away. Like, da, 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 what are you doing? Whatever. Because he was always like, you know, results as well. But he's just like, you know, if it's not making you money, like, don't do not do this. Because yeah, oh um, he would tell me like, uh, you know, because uh, he wanted me to go for like, as I was going older into, you know, college and stuff, like to go for like nursing or engineering or things mm. like that. I was that. about to say engineering. Yeah. Everybody wants us to be engineers. Yeah. Just some mathematician or something like something will like, get me like the big bucks or whatever um so you know and and i guess to satisfy him or to make him happy i was kind of like at a crossroad so i did art but then i also went to uh, a private college to do a medical assistant so Mm -hmm. i did that for uh a year and a half or so was Uh, your mom's voice still present when you were doing that um so okay so i'm gonna backtrack a little bit so my mom and dad was like when I was mm-hmm. little, like I was eight years old, so they didn't see eye to eye, and you know, so. Yeah. But when I got older, uh, you know, I still had my mom's support, but then because I, I was mostly raised with my mom, but then yeah. my father, every time when I see him once in a while, it was just you know another thing with Word. him. So like you know, there was a point where I actually quitted art. You know, I said because I I I was like I wasn't loving it. It was just too overwhelming. Um, there was just a, a whole negative feedback. Not negative feedback. It was overwhelming positive feedback. Like I I took it as negative because it was too much, and it was just like people always want me to draw for them every second and things like mm-hmm. that, especially for free. But um, yeah. uh, so that's why I kind of had that. That's why I was talking about that that crossroad of Facts. art and stuff. So mm-hmm. when I went to college, um. Well, before I went to medical assistant, I actually went to City Tech in Brooklyn to do nursing. Yeah. That was tough. Because I did not like it at all. It was a lot That's of books. Hard. That was me for computer science. You know, learning all these uh, medical codes and everything like that. It was so much. And the first year, I almost, almost failed on my first year of college and stuff like that. So I was barely making the bare minimum passing Bro, GPA pack. I grade. failed the intro class to the intro class of my major. So you know oh, like man. how the, like there's like one class to like propel you into the major that's like yeah, a prereq- yeah. yeah. I feel the prerequisite to that. Wow. <laughs> Nah, well, I, I remember that I passed that because it was math and I was really good at math at the time okay. before it got into like calculus and everything like that. So like, um, but 
I did nursing. Um, I didn't do so well. My raise was going down. I was like, yo, I'll sell my father. Like, I'm not into it. Like, I just, I can't do it. He's like, ah, just, just, you know, just try, just try, just try. He kept pushing me, pushing me, and I wasn't feeling it. So I went to a private college to do medical assistant. I was like, let me, okay, let me try a medical assistant because that also school had a, a football um, team. So, <laughs> so I tried out for the football team because I, I love playing sports and doing mm-hmm. football. So I just like, okay, I'm still doing what I like, yeah. one of the things I like, and also trying to satisfy my father doing uh uh doing some kind of medical field or something like that. So but that didn't work out because, you know, there was a whole incident with that. Um I, you know, got kicked out from that school because uh, of an incident. I was in the hospital for a month. So I was one month away from graduating from that school and then they kicked me out. And stuff because yeah. I I missed the 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 last semester to register for that semester yeah. or whatever I think because I only had like yeah I think I had like one month or so or no a whole semester left so um they didn't accept me in uh my wow. parents was furious my mom came to the school she raised us like oh, why you didn't take my son um back into school he was in the hospital for a whole month da, 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 da. but you know that's a whole another story but like facts um. Yeah, he kept pushing me. Every time I did try to go back into drawing, because my mom, you know, when I quit it, my mom was the one that actually convinced me to get back into drawing. So mm. she discovered my talent first, first, and I was into it. When I lost it, she got me back into it. And you need that. You need that. Because, yeah. like, that voice for me in my life is my aunt. Like, mm. my aunt, she, she doesn't post on Instagram, but... You know, like, she just see what I'm doing. Like, I remember, like, early on, she would, like, just always send money. And I'm like, yo, like, how is she sending me these $200 and, like, you want oh. Jamaica? Like, but, <laughs> but, like, that's some, like, real love and yeah. support, though, yeah. you know? Like, because, like, $200 in Jamaica is a lot of money. Yeah. Because it's, like, $144 to one. Mm-hmm. You know? So, like, you need somebody that's going to... Kind of push you to, like, yeah. Yeah, because... The things that we usually like as children are the things that we usually try to go back to when we're adults. Yeah, mm. and, and that's a, and that's a, the big thing about me too. Is just like um, always have the heart of the kid, but my mind is business, you know, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So like I always try to keep that kid side of me intact as far as the heart. Yeah. Uh, that's why it kind of like resembles back to my uh, nickname Ob, which is full name Ob Obina, which is heart of God. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, yeah, so like. When I was going through that journey, because like I remember I was trying to get back. I remember specifically I was at home at, at my father's house and I was drawing Lauren Hill, and he and he came back home from work and he's just like, "What are you doing?" He said, "Get a, get that rubbish away." He called my my artwork rubbish. I I actually broke down when he called my artwork rubbish. I took it really personal because I took it. I was spending like hours and hours, like I think eight. 10 probably 12 hours to do that um sketch mm-hmm. but in his defense i i missed out on doing like chores and everything <laughs> so i didn't do no dishes or anything like yeah. that because i was so zoned into like you know trying to get him back into like sketching and stuff like that but he didn't really believe it and then once i turned my art into a business he was just like oh you're making money off of this all right i see i see so he was seeing that kind of like right, he see the dollar bills yeah, yeah. And- when they see money, they start to act different. Yeah, they act differently. And then I'm just like, oh, now you want to act differently and stuff like that? So it was just like, it was just such a crossroad of like going back to art and trying to tap into different creative fields. And it's good that you did that because I feel like if any of us here didn't have the chops to 
actually do the thing that we care about, mm-hmm. we would be disappointed. Yeah. And then we would resent our parents for doing what they wanted us to do. Yeah. And then it's like five, six years out when shit is not really working out. And then you want to go the other way. Yeah. And I feel like because we've made that sacrifice to do like... You're talking about from four, five, six, ten years old of like eight hours of work. Like, let's talk about the hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's another conversation, but yeah. let's talk about the hours that you had to put in yeah. to be able to do this in like two hours now. Yeah, yeah. You I know? think like time is always important. And I think t- time is very valuable too, especially like, and, and as a kid, we don't like conceptualize it as much. Yeah. But like, as we get older, we, we start to learn the, the value of time and stuff like that. And then, like, yeah, those times, like, and and the thing about me is like, cause I feel like, you know, my, my sketching ability is very innate. It's because I don't practice sketching. I just do. Mm. Yeah. And then like, when I want to get better, I just kind of visualize it and then just get better yeah. over time. Yes, that's me with photography too. Yo, so it's just like, I think, I think for a lot of people, I don't think everybody, I can't speak for everybody when I, when I say this, as far as creative mm-hmm. talent, there's always something that you could feel like, you know, you just have that, yeah. that, that, yeah. that, that skill set for it. And you could just, I am happy so much. I did not go to school for marketing because I would have probably been doing stuff by the book and, yeah. you know, like trying to crisscross everything, but like building business like comes naturally to me. Like mm. everything is an idea for me yeah. that, that I could potentially do something from like with, like which is why I just like spit out stuff all the time, mm-hmm. which I gotta work on. But like <laughs> that's like your sketching comes naturally. You seeing visions come naturally. Like creating business and making money comes naturally to me too. Yeah, and then like just to tie it back to the uh, creative purpose because mm-hmm. you know that's the topic of today. Of course. Is that um, do you ever feel like um, well, do you feel like w- w- like what's your target audience as far as like you know, who you're trying to captivate into your field. Like, I know you do, you know, photography. I know Jody also will do photography. And you're also trying to tap into different creative outlets as well. Mm-hmm. But did you ever come to mind as like, okay, who I'm trying to reach out to as far as like maybe millennials, you know, the, the black community, anything like that? Or was it just like, hey, whoever just likes it, I just, I just gravitate towards that. It took me six years to realize that. So for me, I understand by looking at what I post mm-hmm. that my messages are targeted to people that are stuck in creative dips mm-hmm. and are looking for that extra word or two to get them through the day mm-hmm. and to get those creative muscles started going. So that's who my messages I've realized that are aimed for. Most of them are probably not going to be the ones that give me the size marketing contracts that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like three to $6,000 a month in fee, mm-hmm. like they're probably not going to give that, but when I create, I'm able to connect with people like naturally because the 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 reason I'm able to post twenty times a day to different platforms is because I'm not thinking like I'm not yeah. thinking like this is me like the nonsense I do it's me like it's just pure me and when you are yourself, I've I've realized that for example when I was coming over here on the train I was talking to this guy that he didn't take advantage of the opportunity that Instagram gave him nine years ago. Mm. And and if we're talking about Instagram nine years ago, you know, like, <laughs> that that was when it was lit with the organic reach. Like, you post something, yeah. s- somebody, 
Sweden is seeing your shit off rip. You, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. like now, like it's only like your close friends and your mom who like like your shit every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was telling me that he didn't fully believe in himself, mm. and he it it felt like a chore. And for ha- him having to integrate social media and the other tools into his life, it was just extra work that he didn't want to do. Mm. And he waited nine years. Now, nine years is a long time. Yeah. But I still think that the opportunity is early. But he waited nine years. Mm. And he just DM'd that to me. Wow. i like, what do I do with that? You know, so I'm on the train. I'm talking to him. And... When I'm looking back on a tweet or like saying like, yo, look, your creativity is currency. Yeah. Like, like understand that if this is the dream that you want, if you want to be a millionaire, which is like the top half of the top 1% that starts at $400,000, yeah. then you need to put in an extraordinary amount of work. Yeah. Like this is not going to come by you being cute and taking selfies all the time. Yeah. And I feel like the biggest thing that I want for anybody through my messaging is to understand how you communicate. So if you like to talk, if you like to take pictures, if you like to draw, if you like to write, if you like to be on video, if you could be on video, great, because then like everything kind of trickles down like an upside down pyramid. But however you communicate, do that because right now the internet as we know it is it's just starting. Yeah. And I know that you might feel like you're 35 and life is too old because you got two kids and you're still stuck in the apartment with your mom, but it's still possible, yeah. you know? And those are the people that I've realized that my message attracts over the years. What yeah. about you, Sophia or Jay? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, oh, I would know. say... A lot of my work is very um, creative and I, in a sense, I like, I like to attract other photographers mm-hmm. yes. who might want inspiration and, or some tips or whatever. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times- You're I my would favorite find... photographer's favorite photographer. <laughs> oh <my> <laughs> <laughs> a lot of times I, I love when um, people reach out to me and be like, oh, Sophia, oh, I tried this based on what you said and- I, that brings me so much joy. This, yeah. that's just mm-hmm. yesterday, um, someone uh, messaged me. You're like you're a mentor. Yeah, someone messaged me and he mm-hmm. tried gels. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. And I was, I, I, I got a message on the train. I was like, What are gels for people that don't know what it is? Yeah. Let me. Yeah, please. No. 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 Clarify. Oh, gels are like, um, basically colored, um, like plastic sheets you put on lights mm. to make them change the colors. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Thank you. From the you're audience. Welcome, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so someone messaged me mm-hmm. and said he he sent an image of that of the gels that he used based on because I, I was telling him about gels. So I using gels, whatever. And I was so happy. Like, oh my gosh, you tried it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then when I see other people doing the same thing based on my recommendation, it brings me a lot of joy. It's like, oh, I'm doing something right. Yeah. Wait, yeah. that was, it was it the same person that you post about when it was talking about when no, it, it was a different person. Oh, okay, no, okay, no, okay, you guys, okay. I didn't post this one. Okay, okay. yeah. Um, for me, um, I didn't really have a target audience in mind. Uh, 
more so in my in my majority of the years, yeah. I did want to cater more to the black community yeah. uh, and just try to help them out because of the, the different things that they've been going through, mm-hmm. especially um, trying to find their identity, trying to find their purpose yeah. or, you know, seeing where they fit and things like that. So, um, but me, I think more so I was trying to cater towards the black community. I didn't mind, I, I guess, anywhere that it could, could be, it could be generalized. Yeah. But like, I think that was just more my target audience. And yeah. then like, I kind of just feed with it, especially when you see a lot of things that I've been doing as far as like events, uh, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. organizations, anything that I try to like, you know, organize yeah. anything like that. It was mostly towards like color or, you know, black yeah. people and stuff. So but I why, think. Why, um, like, why did you start doing that? Yeah. Where did it come from? What's the reason of just targeting you want to target? I think it was just, specific audience? I think it was just more of like, um, uh, I'll ask a lot of questions. So like, um. I wouldn't say it started at college, but like just to kind of pinpoint a, a, a scenario that yeah. I, I was trying to, um, you know, get my curiosity about is that I'll ask certain college students, um, especially of of or my people, that like, okay, why are you in college? What what why are you in this field? So the why is always important. Yeah, why and is then, a great question. Yeah, and then like you know, it's just like I don't know. I I got into because of my parents, or like I just don't know, or I'm just I'm just trying to figure things out. And I was just like I was in those stages of my life as well. And then like especially with you know um. A lot of the things that especially us black people go through in society and like the stigma about that as far as like, you know, it could trickle down to like, you know, just being outside and, you know, trying to express your art from in that kind of form or in the education system, how we're kind of like trickle down in that kind of aspect as well. As far as like the teaching methods, the criteria that they try to instill in us and for a lot of students as well. And like, um, you know. Uh, just uh, just a lot of things that we've been going through, you know. Um, if you know, if you know the struggle, you know the struggle. And I think that that's just kind of like me wanted to kind of like help grow the the black community in that kind of sense because I feel like you we're usually kind of quote unquote seen in the bottom poles of uh, different aspects and different things like that. And I think um, when you see other uh, race uh, people, and it's just like you see how well you, uh, unified they are, especially yeah. with the you know the Asian community or the Jewish community mm-hmm. and things like that. How they're just so like really on it and i feel like you know as uh in our community we we lack oh, uh, yeah, yeah. leadership yes yes I, I i agree with that bro uh, something that just came to mind yeah it, is that i want other photographers to see that it's okay to if your friend is having a sale and yeah. you're a photographer too yeah. you sharing that is not going to take away from your sales exactly yeah you know mm-hmm. so like that was the thought like that just came to my head because we don't need to be competing with each other exactly and then and then that that was a good word that you're competing because like one of the things as far as like me also when i was doing while i was the leader of the creative lines nyc well one of the mission was like uh not to be seen as competition Mm -hmm. but to help each other as creatives and build a network and 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 connection with each other and like you know your artwork is unique to yourself and how you express it compared to anybody else and then y'all need to compete with each other and then that's when it made me remind me of like even also to Another example of going into art shows or art events, mm-hmm. and how you could you could you could get a feeling or a, a vibe of certain people when they conversate with you, yeah. uh, when they try to put the art, and then you're trying to outdo everybody else and things like that. Yeah. And I'm just like, the only wow. time I'm gonna yeah. outdo everybody is in business. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like in art, like I'm friends. 
Yeah. But but in business, I'm gonna outwork every and then every the, person. And the thing is that like there's a there's a time place when you can outgrow somebody in a in a good way to yeah. help them mm-hmm. motivate them in exactly. a sense. But the way I was seeing it, it was very negative. Yes. It, it, <laughs> it was it, negative. A lot of competition. Yeah. yeah. And I feel even like for me mm-hmm. as a female photographer, mm-hmm. I I find a lot of times when I go into spaces with a lot of with other photographers, especially with male photographers, they always kind of underestimate me as a photographer. It's kind of yeah. weird. Like I've been or assume that you're the man. The man. Yeah. No, they assume or that, that, that assistant. No, that I don't really. I'm like a amateur or something. Yeah. Like oh. I've there's been many instances where I like go into a studio and there's not a photographer Share time there. With us. Like recent, a few couple of times, mm-hmm. and there's not a photographer there in the studio. And then he's like, tell me, oh, you should do this. You should do that. You should do this. Use this light. I'm like, I in my mind, I'm like, I know, I know what I have to do. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> but I'm not kind of like go, I'm kind of acting kind of like I don't know, you know, okay, whatever, whatever. Yeah. But then when they see that I actually know what I'm doing, and I'm telling my lies, they're like, okay, she actually knows what she's doing. Yeah, let me fall back. Oh, so yeah. like you just shut them up with your yeah, work. With, yeah, you gotta yeah, show them with your actions, man. Mm-hmm. It's kind of annoying. Like the like there's one time I was in the studio. Um, a photographer was leaving before I left and he was there and I guess he does like workshops or whatever yeah. and he was telling me oh use this light use that you can try this that I'm like mm-hmm. <laughs> I was I was getting I so annoyed I don't need annoyed. you to teach me right now yeah. what's your name have we met yeah, before like, I, have a, <laughs> like I, I, I have a session coming up I know I obviously booked the studio I'm the photographer I know what I'm doing exactly. not even that but that's unwanted teaching like you did not ask him a question yeah I, yeah and he was Oh my, yeah, like, and that's oh the, and that's the, another thing that you just pointed. It's like if you don't, if they didn't ask the question, why are you kind of assuming that this yeah. person needs yeah. to do this and do that and stuff yeah. like that? I feel like is this all? Oh, it's been like way too many times that's happened. People yeah. assume that yeah, either I come in or I'm the model or. I'm just like a photographer who kind of like, she knows the basic stuff. She don't really know what she's doing. But yeah. half these photographers, 99% of these photographers don't even know what they're doing anyway. Yeah, and then if you exactly. see their work, you're like, okay, their work is not, nothing special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they're yeah. coming with $10,000 worth of equipment and their pictures is looking like trash. Oh, man. That's just yeah. the, that's just the shady business of things. And like for me, I love to prove people like that wrong. Yeah. I love like, okay, love to like show my work that, and show what I can actually do expression. and show what I'm doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, I got you. I don't got to say nothing, but I got you. <laughs> yeah, right. He's like... So um, another question that I have is that um, as far as like going through your creative purpose, you know, like I said, I feel like it's a journey, not a destination because we're always kind of, especially with purpose, I feel like it, you know, for me, it adapts through different times, you know, because especially with, you know, things being more modern and things being more up to date and technology and stuff like that, my purpose kind of evolves with it. So, um, but there, was there ever a time where like throughout your creative journey that you lost your identity or you lost your sense of who you were and like you kind of like stray away from your purpose or what you was trying to go for us, you know, something like that? Mm, I wouldn't say that I've lost myself on the way mm-hmm. because I feel like I've been blessed, you know, like going back to my parents, like I always kind of knew who I was, although I didn't fully accept it up until very, very recently. Yeah. So for me, while I was on my path, the first couple of problems that I was trying to solve for myself was how do I not feel like... I'm starting over every month. Mm. So in terms of the amount of money I was making, so like if I make $500 for this month, right? Mm. I'm asking myself, all right, I hope 
next month I make six hundred dollars. Like it's hope, hope, hope instead mm-hmm. of like I'm sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a problem for me. But again, because of like circumstances at the time, like I wasn't like fully where I am right now. Like I still had some air cover by being like over at my aunt's house and stuff. So I never lost myself because I am very open to trying new things and failing. So even when I wasn't doing no fancy Photoshop, I'm still putting my work out there, you know? Mm -hmm. Even when I wasn't getting paid for events, I'm still going somewhere at like 10 p.m. and getting home at 5 a.m. and getting up the next day. Like I even help people... Like this one short film, and me and the girl became very good friends out of that. Yeah, I would wake up at five a.m. on Sundays. This was the winter of twenty seventeen. I would get up every Sunday and leave from Manhattan and go to St. John's to shoot a low budget short film with her, where she was the director and the actor at the same time, mm. and I'm the sound guy and the videographer <laughs> and the lighting guy uh-huh. and the editor, and I'm trying to learn all this thing at the same time. So. I've, for the most part, I've never pressured myself to be anything mm-hmm. more than what I am in the moment. So that kind of helped me to not lose who I am. Mm-hmm. So the Jordy that y'all see on Instagram now, yeah. that was me off camera yeah. around my friends because I was very insecure about being on camera. Oh, so okay. I would take my phone and put the camera face down so that the video's on the black screen. Yeah. And, and I and that's how I would talk because I would, you know, we're not used to seeing her face for like a while. Like I see you over there dodging the mic with the belt. It's great. <laughs> like it's great. Like this episode is going to be so much better. <laughs> but like I the I've never really put myself on the pressure to, yo, Jordy, you need to make the the only two things that I always said is that Jordy, and I said this from the very beginning, and, and I remembered it a couple of weeks ago. From the beginning, I said, I know that I'm more than a photographer, mm-hmm. and I need to remind people that I am. Yeah. Because I don't want to get lumped into just being a photographer yeah. when I know that I'm going to build business and build meaningful connections. And because like people is my passion, you know? Yeah. So that and, all right, how do I not struggle month to month. Those are the only two things that I figure because like over time your skills get better. Mm-hmm. Like like that's just a fact. Like and I know like me, Sophia and you, Jay, we love you, Savannah, are passionate. <laughs> We're passionate about what we do. Yeah. So the development, like the skills are always gonna get better. So yeah. Yeah. so for me it, it it was like, yo, look, it's only a matter of time. Yeah. Until I get to that point, like, what about you? Like, ha- have you lost yourself at any moment? I'll, I'll, I'll pass it to um, Sophia. Mm-hmm. For me, Sophia, um, I don't think in terms of my like with photography, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say there's been a time where I where I've lost myself. I've been pretty much consistent, yeah, because yeah. I I love it so much and it's what I what I do and what allows me to kind of. I de-stress from and kind of get away from mm-hmm. all what's going on, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, I always fr- try to find ways to challenge myself to improve different aspects of my work. Try to get better over and over, to, over and over. Um, I think that's like one reason why within I've been doing photography for about three years now. Okay. And even at first, my first like two years or so. I feel like you've been there longer. Oh, no, bro. that's the thing. That's yeah, bro. 
Anytime I hear a photographer in year one asking me about Photoshop tips, I'm like, bro, I just started using Photoshop four <laughs> years in. Wow. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, like one reason I've been Great. able to kind of progress in such like I guess short time or whatever yeah. is because I really wanted to do it, and mm-hmm. there haven't really been a time where I kind of stopped. I've yeah. always been just doing it Facts. over, yeah, and finding ways to challenge myself over and over again. Yeah. So, with photography, that's probably one of the only things in my life that I've actually stuck to. <laughs> yeah, same. Oh. Like, I, oh, wow. like I've never taken a break. I, yep. Never take the break. Damn. Maybe over like when we were doing a lockdown, mm-hmm. COVID is yeah. that kind of had yeah. But me, even with that, like we were still once it nah. once it once it was the lockdown was over. I was like yeah. back ready. <laughs> it was ready. Yeah, but like you remember, like we had like like a day like where we were just like editing and like talking about ideas and like mm-hmm. little stuff like that. So even though we physically stopped shooting, it was always there. Yeah, your brain like doesn't really stop, and I feel mm-hmm. like that's like true passion like yeah, it's not even about really the money is. for me bro oh. i was happy since i got 35 dollars for my first photo shoot like wow like yeah. that was it for me game changes over i made it's money like once you get the first deposit like oh my gosh yeah they actually paid me for this. Uh, yeah. 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 It, it feels official yeah it's official. like oh shit like this and is then you're real. like after you're like okay i gotta start charging people like okay yeah. people paying for this you gotta you know take me seriously now yeah <laughs> But um yeah, uh I don't know if he was finished. He was here. Yeah, I'm finished. Yeah. All right. So I think for me, like like I was saying earlier, um, I had so many creative outlets that I could have branched to because I did a bit of photography myself. Mm-hmm. Um I wasn't as the crazy professional level y'all at, but like mine was pretty good and then I was still getting people to come to wanna commission me and stuff like that. And I was like, Oh, you do photography? So, all right. And the thing is that I, I like to do the bare minimum as far as like, you know, quality shots, making sure I get the right exposure, the right lighting and everything like that. So I could do less time editing. Mm-hmm. And then um, you know, trying to go from from there. And then uh uh because like for me, it, the the evolution of my creativity, because I like I said, I started off with portraits, doing sketching. I was mm-hmm. sketching like doing cartoons. I love cartoons. I love anime growing up, so I was doing a lot of those things. Yeah. And then I, I went into color uh, uh, sketching, so I evolved into that. And I did a little bit of painting. Yeah. So uh, I didn't grow from that because I was like, oh, it's, it's, it's a lot of time, it's mm-hmm. a lot of patience, a lot of color mixing. I was like, yeah, I'm not feeling it. But and then I evolved. I was staying that for a long time. It was like, yo, James, like, why don't you get into digital and things like that? I was like, digital, nah. Because I was against technology and everything. <laughs> yeah, me I was too, like, bro. I didn't want to get into Facebook. People was trying to yo, get me into Facebook, me to AIM and all that stuff back in the day. If you know about AIM, you know, if you know, you know. Facts. But like, you know, I wasn't into AOL any of that. Messenger. Yo, all that stuff. And I wasn't into it. And um, even in, on Instagram or anything like that. And um, it was like, yo, but that's a good way to market your work and then put yourself. I was like, nah, like, I was very traditional. I was very old school. Yeah. So same, bro. Like, I was doing that for such a long period I'm give of time. You my business card. <laughs> Yo, I was I was doing that for like a long period of time, and then I was just like, all right, let me try digital. So I tried my. I just recently did digital, like what last two years, two years ago. Yeah. So I just got in the game with that, and then like the same, response that I was getting from that, I was just like, whoa. And I was like, yo, your art is so clean. I was just like, how you do this? And I was just like, yo, like 
I was practicing. Well, for that, I was practicing. But you know, I'm but tight it's... though, bro, because you be having like a lot of work that you be keeping to yourself. Well, and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> I still but have I a think lot it's so interesting how, how like you, like artists can go from like your hands and on paper and then yeah. go bringing it out to like a computer. It's yeah. so different. But the thing is that it's not easy for a lot of people because a lot of people can't make that transition. Yeah. And I made it, I made it, I made it smooth. But like for me, I guess because I I just have that talent and ability to do so. But a lot of people is like I, I speak to a lot of people. Trust me, heard you with like, the light flex. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of people can't make that transition, especially because like you know they say oh because you have such steady hands or whatever with sketching that it could be easy to translate that into digital art. So you can see what. But my you artwork. also put in an insane amount of hours when you was like little to now, and so like. I think it's talent mm-hmm. and then a lot of refinement over the years. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 Like, to me, I didn't really define anything. Like, even my sketching way, my, my, my methods and everything like that, mm. like, I don't have, like, a technique or a word for it. I just be like, yeah, I just, like, I just, just sketch. <laughs> I just come out. I just wake up. Yeah, I just... Um, yeah, I just wake up and I just sketch, and um, yeah. So when it transitions to that, to digital art, then I then I got into graphic designing and you yeah. know making logos and doing things like that. And I was just like, oh, like you know, I have a little bit of experience with that. So people was asking me, oh, can you do this logo? And then this logo, and then but the thing that kind of set it off from part was just like you know the pricing, you know, knowing my value and my worth and you know the, the skills that I put in and the time that I put in and making these art was like something else because my first commission when I try to turn into a business, not officially, but try to turn into a business was uh, when I was doing sketching and I was just like, oh, I was like, yo, I could charge people for this? And <laughs> Word, like, because um, like, you don't even think to do it yourself. Yeah, and then like, I was just like, so I charged it like as low as like $25 or something like that, just do a portrait sketch and whatever. And then one of my friends was like, yo, you should be charging more, charge hundreds. There's like, always those where, people in the back. Where, 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 yeah. like, guess you up. Yeah, and I'm just like, yeah, I don't know, but I'm just like, I'm, I'm doing well, I'm doing well, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like, I was making, I was making good, quick money off for that because like the, the sketches that I was doing it didn't take me that long it'll take mm-hmm. me like on average like four or five hours I'll get it within like less well I'll get it done within less than a day and I was like oh it's only less than a day you can do it so I'll do like I think the most how, sketches I did was like how long days. did it like take you to feel to be comfortable charging people um uh, the first time I charged somebody I remember back when I was in Kmart working and it, I think it was like back damn what year was that I think that was I want to say around 2014, 15-ish kind of thing, that kind of year. So, like, um, yeah, I was showing people my art, and people was, like, you know, spreading the word about it. It's like, yo, this guy could sketch, da 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 So, that's how I was like, all right. So, when people coming to me, I was like, I'm, I'm going to charge y'all. Mm-hmm. And then people was just like, people wouldn't even want to pay $25. I'm like, bro, $25? <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? For and, quality art, you And know? they're telling you who they are. Came into the curve. Exactly. <laughs> so like, you know, I was just like, nah, bro. And I was just like, and the people were just like, yo, but we work together. We work together. You don't get that, you know, give me that discount. I'm just like, the, the store that I work with doesn't have to do with the, nah, like, the business that I'm what doing. What you should have said is that I am giving you the discount. That's why it's $150. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, people was like that. And I was just like, you know, I didn't, I just didn't pay them any any mind. But like, you know, and then when I transitioned after graphic uh, design, um, I was doing what a little bit of animation, so I was trying to learn that. Mm-hmm. Um, because um, I was trying to incorporate into doing like you know other ball game right there. No, bro, <laughs> animation like three D lighting and all of that. I, stuff. I give props to anybody that learns like animation and things like that because do it every frame by frame and to move characters and all that stuff. Because yeah. my my best um my best skill set um 
uh, I guess skill set or talent is like doing character design. I love doing character designs. Yeah. So like to transition from that and then to do that, um, I'm still learning. I'm animators. If y'all out there, hit my line. <laughs> yeah. And so just that evolution of like um, learning those different skills, skill set. Um, I think I lost my identity from that. And like when you were charging. No, no, no. I'm just talking about like just all the different creative avenues. Okay, that I yeah, had. like bouncing around from all. Yeah, these and I was just things. like, and especially with like that, and then doing sports as yeah. well. I was just like, yo, like, what do I really want to do? And I'm mm-hmm. just like, you know, I'm lost. I'm like, I don't know where to go. Like, what's the best route that I could take that will help me, you know, exponentially grow? So it was like, it was a scary thing for me. Yeah. So, uh, do you um get uncomfortable still charging people? Me? No, no. Mm, no. Yeah. Spend way too much time, way too much money mm-hmm. to not yeah. charge people. Yeah. But it kind of took me a while. I yeah. think in the beginning, you know, I just wanted to, I, I liked photography. Just wanted to shoot. Mm. And to charge people, it was like, mm. Hey, Sophia, I'd love to work with you. How much do you charge? Like, w- would it be a situation where somebody asks you that and then you're like, oh, well, I'll do it for free? Nobody asks. In the beginning, no, no one really asked mm-hmm. me that. Okay, um, they didn't ask like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, see, and but, I, I was just glad for people just to find time out of their day just to come and shoot for me to build my portfolio. Yeah, but the thing is that you know, because with the you know the client interactions or the customer interactions and stuff is like it's so weird to me at sometimes like you know. Um, uh, shout out to Savannah. Like one of Savannah's <laughs> followers, um, she said um, he came to my DM. He was just like, "Yo, like, uh, uh, Savannah suggested you know me to you to do like a logo design, things like that." Word. So I was just like, "All right, cool," you know, stuff like that. So, um, but the thing is that when he when he was conversating, he was already jumping to like, "Oh, like trying to get to the ideas and everything." I was like, "Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on." <laughs> I let's, have a. Let's get to know each other first. I was like, yeah, and then I was just like, <laughs> I have a, I have a procedure of how I go about these kind of like you know things like that, this business, and I'm just like, before we discuss ideas, you have to at least uh, make a deposit because mm-hmm. I'm not gonna like talk about the talk idea. the ideas and things like that, and then you know you could just that's run a it gem off of, right there, like clip mm-hmm. this part, like that's a gem. Yeah, and then like Cut just running around to, and then you could just you know share it to some other person that you're gonna pay yeah, or somebody. somebody for the show notes to clip these like little segments <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um and i was just like no nah. i was just like okay um make this as positive because i told him i, I told him what type of logo you want and so mm. there's different types of logos and things like that so i was i was breaking them out showing images of the different types of logos and things like that i was like okay you want this type of logo okay i charge this price for it um once you make a, a a partial payment or a deposit, a small deposit of this, the bare minimum of this amount, then we could d- discuss ideas. Then I could start working and stuff like mm-hmm. that. He's like, okay, okay, cool, 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 all that stuff like that. Then I speak to me afterwards. The, the the only time I really get uncomfortable charging is when it comes down to my friends mm. because a, a complete strip. It it does depend. Yeah. Because I have friends that when I name my price, they pay it. Yeah. But if if it's like a friend where we are mutually beneficial to each other, mm-hmm. yeah. then then it's usually like, yeah. eh, like I know that like you don't really take from me and I don't really take from you, so I'll yeah. do this for you because I know like our relationship is an exchange, you know. Yeah, I I would say that overall though I'm pretty good with charging people. So I was doing a hundred dollar um special the other day, yeah, and this is when you know the people pop up that's not trying to pay the full price <laughs> and i love y'all I lo- 
I love y'all. I'm not like really like yeah. knocking them because it's more money either way, you know? But you have yeah. certain people that only look out for the sales. Yep. And it's fine. So all five slots were sold out really quick. All the free stuff. And the, the less the less than free. Yeah. Less than free. I mean, <laughs> damn. Less than a regular price. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so there were about like five people <laughs> that were interested in doing the hundred dollar thing. Yeah. So I DM'd all of them and I was like, yo, sorry, there's no more slots. But I did notice that there were two more people that were interested. So mm-hmm. and I know that those slots were a hundred, but they're a hundred and fifty dollars now. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, so that's the level of comfort that I'm at right now. Yeah, where I know we spoke about a hundred. That's a good, yeah, that's yeah, a good yeah, tactic yeah. to do. But but the demand is high, so. Yeah. If you're trying to get in, I exactly. got you for like $150. Because I heard that thing. I don't know what it's called specifically. It's like when you run out, it's just like, well, you should have got it while it was hot at, mm-hmm. the, at the time. At the, at the time it was, you know, that yeah. price. And now since it started, I could maybe I could slide you in, but now you got to pay a little extra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like that's a good strategy as far as like trying to increase, like, you know, like it's like supply and demand. Mm-hmm. So that kind of like, you know, incorporate that. And I think for me, when it came to doing that, I didn't really apply that kind of method. Yeah. It was just like take it as it is or just find somebody else. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. um A- anytime the demand yes. is high though, like yeah. what like when I charge $75 for shoots, yeah. and I'll be having more clients than I could handle, yeah. my first rule is to double my price. Mm-hmm. Because then I'm gonna get the same amount of money for half the work. Yeah. And and I did that consecutively because you that, make a good profit off of that too. Yeah, because you do half the work and you get twice the amount of money. Like that's yeah. the like that's the only kind of math that I know. Yeah. Cause it reminds me like, you know, when you go for ticket prices, like, you know, when yeah, it yeah, out, yeah, you with get, the door. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the like door that. price is like forty dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you like, yo, bro, but yo. it was twenty on November. Like, yo, you trying to get in and then you see like five hot girls walk by. Oh my gosh. All right. So um the next question I have um you know, about creative purpose is that did you ever see yourself, um, you know, as far as like extending to more of a local scale or more of a global scale? And as far as any kind of thing you was doing in your field or what you was trying to learn, you said, like, okay, maybe I can make this more local as far as even within the boroughs of New York City or within the States or, hey, I could take this globally. I could, I could really make big money and big bucks, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Making this global. Have you ever thought about that? Um, for me, I have a. I still all the time. I can definitely see myself traveling as a photographer, mm. um, different countries, doing like workshops or um, meetups or whatever. But I can definitely see myself doing this in the future. Because yeah. why? Why just limit it to New York? There's, yeah, there's a big world. There's so much you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So hopefully someday I can. Well, someday I will. Hey, speaking <laughs> to existence. Yes, I will do this. So. Do you have your goals written down? Like this is not related to the question. I don't have them written down, but I know I have it in my mind. I know I have a clear picture oh, yeah. of what I want to do. Okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. That's pretty. Cool. You know, that kind of ties into vision because it's like yeah, we got to do a goal setting activity. I got one for y'all. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. but like uh, I'll let you go. Yeah, what like, about you, Jordy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, Jay, like you've been going last. Go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Um, yeah, there's times when, um, even as a kid, I thought like, you know, I could, I could push this more into a, a global thing as far as like, well, I'll, I'll say more of the childish kind of dream of it that I had. It's it not just, childish. 
Oh yeah, okay, true. About the kid version dream that I had mm-hmm. about it, and like um, it being like, yo, I'm just gonna be mad popping. I'll just be popular. Like my sketch is too nice. Like I, I there's no, there's no way nobody's not gonna notice this. And like you know, just me being such a energy. Low- <laughs> yeah, me being. <laughs> Me being such a, a low-key, quiet kid, I'm yeah. just having this big dream of just like, yeah, I'm going to pop off. Everybody's going to know like, me. You're going to like, sketch your way into the Yeah, future. and then because I was more big on being um, on legacy, even though the the, the, the the word, the term didn't occur to me in my mind. But your actions. My actions did. I was just like, yo, I, I want something that's everlasting, like something, something that people remember my name, you know, whatever that may be. And then I was just like, yo, like, let, let this uh, run in the long run. And um, yeah, I was just like thinking like, yo, I just want to be more known. I, I don't care about being famous, I'm about the riches and the billions. Yeah. It's like, as long as it could like transcend, trans- transcend into like for kids and other generations to grow up mm-hmm. and learn these methods and what I'm doing and how I'm helping the community, that's more important to me. Yeah. So I did think of it in global scale as far as a kid. And then now I'm still thinking of it in a global scale, but more now I'm more mature. Now I'm thinking of the business aspects, the marketing, how I'm going to pr- promote myself. Yeah. And like, you know, because I wasn't like putting myself out there. I was still, like I was saying, explaining to y'all before, I was a very low key person. Mm-hmm. Even as a lead, I was very low key. And then people didn't know too much about it. I was like, yo, who's that guy? You know, he's so mysterious. He's in the backdrop. You know what I'm saying? Like that. But like, you know, I think. More so from last year, going transitioning into this year, like I've been putting myself a little bit more out there. You know, as far as like I just made like well, a little promo video, I think last night about you know getting people to the Patreon and things like that. And I was just you know getting comfortable with yes. the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I like, saw that Jay, and I was so proud of you. Yeah, because yeah. thank you, thank you. That to me, it was growth. Like yes, yeah, it's growth. It's growth, yeah. and and it reminds me of when my mom like made her first video too. I could literally see her shaking and stuttering and Mm -hmm. eyeing her notes that's right beside her phone and trying to remember what she wanted to say. But I was proud of her because now if she decides not to do the video, at least she tried. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. You always got to try. Don't like think about it too hard and be like, oh, like, but what if this and what if that? You got to try. You got to put yourself out there. And then it took that video to try. It took me so many times. I was just like, my hands were sweating. I was just like, yo, I'm going to put this out there. I'm going to put this out there. Let me just say it. It takes some time to get used to. Like even now, I am scared to like even do videos and put them on social media. It just takes a lot. Yeah. It takes a lot of energy. and, And even with Sophia too, because nobody's going to be around me and their voice is not going to get louder as a result. Because mm-hmm. I've seen in Sophia in her own way, yeah, like we made a video together during quarantine. She was like, yo, do you want to I'm like, wait, Sophia, like, you sure you want to make this video with me? Yeah. And, and, and like, we made a whole video together. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and I wouldn't think that Sophia would do that, but- yeah. At least she tried. Yeah. And then now, like, if she never decides to do that again, like, it'd be like, yeah, Jordy, I did it before and, <laughs> and I don't like it. So you actually have a point of reference. Like, yeah, exactly. What was the question again? Um, the, it was like, do you, do you, did you see yourself putting it in a local go, yeah. or global, global scale? scale. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest, bro, I was not even thinking about, like, I don't think. Mm. And, and I know as simplistic as that sounds, but... I've but I've just been locked into the process of I just started penetrating the fashion photography world in 2020. Mm-hmm. I didn't care about no publications. Yeah. I didn't care. My only concern was how do I build a business that makes me money? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So because 
the reason that I create is so that I could put food on the table, mm-hmm. so that I can help my mom pay the rent every yeah. month, and so that I can do the things that I want. So this is not part-time creativity for me. Mm-hmm. So for me, th- those were my goals in the beginning. Like, how do I do this to make money? Because I realized that anything else that I tried to do, it it just doesn't... Like, the last job that I really had was 2014. Mm-hmm. And... It was fun. Like I met like some great people. I'm still connected to them. Yeah. And then like I had like an odd job at college and stuff like that. Like I used to pick up laundry. Mm-hmm. Like I used to work in the coat check at a law school and stuff like that. But yeah. never really any like full-time job after that. Mm-hmm. And because like this soothes my soul, like Sophia said earlier. Mm-hmm. So it... It was just this year when I finally, all right, like three years in, like I'm making some traction now. And then when I got my website, I could count my invoices to see, oh, um, in year like three or four, I made like $20,000 for the year. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that when you look at the median statistics for the U.S., if you make $60,000, like you in the, like the top 50%, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? And when I realized that, I was like, okay, so like there's something happening here. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it never occurred to me till recently that, and I knew it in the back of my head because subconsciously I was working towards it, but like putting words to things that you do, Yeah, I want my kids to see who their great, 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 great grandfather was, yeah, yeah. which is why I put out so many different pieces of me. Yeah. So it's not even like for y'all here. Like I'm thinking about the person that's coming to my feet the legacy about 10 it. years from now. Yeah. We, 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 we see it. We see it too. So, you know, <laughs> we see it for them. And, yeah. <laughs> and I want that when... You know, people call my name, Mm -hmm. they remember that I gave way more than I took because I'm at peace and I'm happy and I genuinely don't need anything from anybody. Yeah. So I'm usually in a position where I don't need to ask for anything because I'm very content. I I live a very minimal life. I pay my bills. I get the two pieces of clothes that I need. I eat and then I create. That's all I need. Yeah. And beyond that... I've realized now that some of the earlier childhood passions, like teaching is a real passion of mine. Yeah. Like I like I remember being 13 and we'd be sitting in the empty classes when the teachers wouldn't come to class. And my boy who um, passed recently in a car accident, unfortunately, mm-hmm. bless your soul, bro. We would just sit in class and say, yo, Jada, make all our reasoning. Meaning that like, yo, like let's sit and talk about some ideas yeah. and stuff like that. And then even when I came here, my cousin who got me into high, the Brooklyn College Academy High School, mm. I I would just be talking to professors and like mm. going to them and getting books or like talking to homeless people in the street or like sitting down in the park and talking to random people. Like I love to learn and... I feel like because of the way that my content has taken a turn, it's like more than just photography. It's like, mm. oh, like somebody asked me a couple of days ago to be their mentor. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, 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 what am I going to mentor you in? Yeah. But like I decided to try it. I told him I've never did it before, mm. but I'll talk to you and then like I'll make a plan. But only if we do early in the morning because during the day I have no time for you. Mm. So like we 
do like a one hour call in the mornings. We've done it twice this week. And you know, like I want legacy. I want people to remember that about me through the different things that I did. So like whether it's like a a business that's doing like a million dollars in revenue and then like 20% in profit, sure. Yeah. You know, like, but it's the impact that I want. Like I want people to like when they see me, that like whatever you want to do is possible. That yeah. like you can chase your dream. Like like permission. Like I like I came from Jamaica. Like you are like a like background where like we had to work hard to get what we want. Mm-hmm. But it is possible. Like yeah. like that's what I want. Yeah, that's dope. And I think um, for me, just to I have another another. Um, kind of create a purpose as far as like I always wanted like like an apprentice or something it's like yeah. somebody like like little that I could like <laughs> master you know teach them and then like you know mm-hmm. some kind of I don't know Star Wars Jedi type whatever yeah. kind of like you know Obi-Wan and Luke yeah and I'm just like you know I always wanted that like you know for a little kid to like grow up and then like I I, I now I pass down the torch to yeah. you and kind of mm. like you know because even like one one person to spark one person's one mind person, is just like it could spark millions of other people yeah. so I just True. you know and I, i'm still doing that so it's just like you know as far as helping people them calling me and even i had people call me to you know uh about mentoring them and certain things and um things like that and i was like whoa it's like you know this is weird i'm still trying to figure it out yeah <laughs> i'm just like you coming to me i'm just like i'm trying to mind my business and stuff. <laughs> but um you know it, it's weird but it's like it it it's, it gives you a sense of joy. It's like oh, it's it like really it, it's like and a wow. higher purpose too. Yeah, because like the back like, to creative purpose. Yeah, like mm-hmm. the like the dope art is one thing, but then when somebody could look at you and say, "Hey, yeah. like I love what you do. Could you teach me?" Yeah. Like that makes it bigger than just art. Yeah, and bigger than my you know myself, and mm-hmm. it's just like. Because I'm always a humble person, so like I don't mind like you know falling yeah. back and just seeing everybody grow and stuff like that. I'm growing too because like I'm watching them and mm-hmm. I'm learning things about them as well that I didn't know about myself. So I think that's just a really dope way to kind of put that kind of perspective into you know our lives and stuff like that. All right, so to close out the episode, yes, sir. Oh, all right, gosh. um, what would you say if you envision yourself like I guess you know, uh. I don't want to put Pacific years, like, you know, what they always say, like, 5, 10, 20 years. But if you had to envision yourself um, later in the future, where do you see yourself as far as your creative purpose and, you know, kind of, like, the platform and the things you're building and, you know, along your creative journey? Let's pick 10 years so all of us can answer the same thing. Okay. We we could do 10 years, 10 years. All right. In 10 years? Yeah. (laughs) Yo, 10 years, we're going to be old. All right. Okay. (laughs) Well, I mean, what? I'm still going to be looking young. (laughs) Okay. Hey, I got that Nigerian blood. You never know. Uh, (laughs) Um, For me, in 10 years, I can see myself owning my own studio. Mm. Light Studios. That's going to be the name of the studio. Light Um, Studio? Light Studios. Dope. Sounds vaguely familiar. Right. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but I would love to own my own studio. Yeah. Love to do like workshops and classes. Um I don't know. Even like do my uh have my own brand. Mm. Like a like an equipment brand or something like that within mm-hmm. that, you know. Cause there's so many things you can do and 
like with lighting, stuff that make things more easier with lighting. There's yeah, so many especially with the technology and everything that may mm-hmm. be coming to fruition yes, in yes, ten years yes. from now. So I see myself being like kind of semi-famous, you know? I used to semi-famous. <laughs> Do you want to be famous? I don't want to be famous. I want to be. I would like to be well known within my community yeah, that's, or that's okay. within my area, but yeah. I don't want. That's not something. That's too yeah. much. Like I'd rather be the low key like famous for a person I guess you would yeah. say than or well known person than somebody that's just out there because I'm happy in my own space exactly. so yes. like my work speaks for itself when I'll be out there and it has my name and initials on it and then my brand is my identity so it's just like hey that's my stamp so damn, that's deep I'm trying to be all up in the camera like, <laughs> like damn <laughs> yo but um I think for me um 10 years from now, like I do want to own my own studio um, and also an office space where a uh, studio is more of like my art slash manga because I'm, I'm, I'm very into anime and everything like that. Like I love manga and anime, more so anime because I like to see Let's the visual. Let's talk off air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll talk about more of that off air. But um, I'm more like a visual learner. So like uh, I love of anime. I always grew up watching it. I still watch it to this day. So to have a space where I could have like a small team or people just to come to my, you know, mm. studio space and then we just learning creating and doing all these different things and reading mangas like that would be so so dope for me and for another office space to like um to do like you know entrepreneur stuff art stuff like you know having like equipment so i could people who don't have access to these things you know could be able to come to the space and have access to that at like probably low to free cost or whatever, you know, just come, it becomes more of like a community connection kind of thing. So people could gather, um, you know, meet friends, meet different creative people. Cause that's how I kind of started off. And, you know, uh, well, one of the reasons why I started off in my creative journey is just to meet more creative people, yes, especially so. around the world. Facts. Yes. You know, yeah. and then that's the power of social media, you know, just to meet all those different people around the world. It's an unlimited phone book. Yeah, exactly. Really so that's one of, that's one of the few things. And another one is to, um, right. you know, build on my empire. Like, you know, um, I want to branch out to my hometown in Nigeria, Oweri, um, you know, as far as helping the people in my village and then branching out from there around the world to make it more international, um, just to keep to keep creativity alive. Mm-hmm. That's the one I want to do. Just yeah. keep creativity alive. Keep that vision, you know, going, you know, people who, you know, come to me and be like, they'll, they'll greet me with, you know, warm, open smiles because like, you know, there's a spark in them. There's a future in them. And then, you know, they could go and run with that. Mm-hmm. So... In 10 years, I see myself having a business that's doing at least a million dollars in revenue. Mm. And that will allow me to keep doing the things that I'm doing right now. Mm. So I still want to go around and hop on like podcasts and like do little shows and Mm -hmm. have like those random FaceTime calls with people in the middle of the day and stuff like that while running my business. Like that's kind of what I want to do. Also, I want to be able to have that for, to enable the people around me to do what they want to do. So I love that I'm able to support people, like sharing, like goal setting, you know, like last year, like when I set a goal for myself to to get a car, Mm -hmm. I got the money to get the car, but what I realized is that it just enabled me to work so much harder. Yeah. And then like I like physically understood the power of goals, you know? Yeah. And 
I want to be able to give that and then be like, oh, hey, look, like if you need to work somewhere for a little bit, like I could probably pay you for the year Mm -hmm. and then like we could have that osmosis process where we're exchanging ideas and feeding off each other and and growing, you know? And also too, like like especially since I'm Jamaican, there's a part of me that's been radiating to tap into my culture to create like art like I've been like the creative director and styles that I work with now it's funny but she's Jamaican yeah and so we've been exchanging ideas for the past um couple of weeks about like different like cultural um dance hall type photo shoots like from the mm. 50s and 60s and 70s that we want to tap into to create yeah and that's something that I want to do like I probably some version of a school okay or like a academy that will enable i just want to enable creativity or like help build like a foundation of like self-awareness and self-esteem mm-hmm. because most people going back to what i've realized that my audience resonates with yeah a lot of people lack self-esteem mm-hmm. so it prevents them from they don't take a video because they care about their face. Yeah. I was like that too. Mm-hmm. You know, like they didn't want to talk because they have a bad stutter. Yeah. I was like that too and I still stutter to this day. Mm-hmm. You know, or having the courage to put out a picture regardless of how many likes it get. Like I want to enable that because a lot of us have creations yeah. that will never see the light of day because we're worried about what other people think mm-hmm. and that is really what I want to eradicate like yes you can yes you do it and if you believe it do it for th- 3 4 10 years yeah. and your wildest dreams will come true hey, you know hey that's dope that's dope all right so that's that's it for this second episode i appreciate yay <laughs> we made it yeah 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 so th- that was the today's black topic savannah uh, we miss you yeah you know you know hopefully she comes by for the third episode but um to yeah to close out um yeah thank you everybody for you know watching listening for real. to our second yes, episode is... about your creative purpose and um yeah we're available on uh, social media so you can check us out uh, called the Black Pill Society you know make sure you follow us our first episode of our podcast is going to be available tonight at 10pm on all platforms make sure y'all tune in yes all platforms but if you want to listen to it now you know you can sign up to our Patreon uh, go to the link at the Black Pill Society uh, sign up to our Patreon and you can get early access to our, all our episodes whenever they drop on usually they'll drop on a Monday so you know be, be wary of that so yeah make sure you follow us at the Black Pill Society um, and that is it for our second episode I hope you stay tuned for our third episode we'll, we'll be live again uh, next week Friday or the week after depending you know our schedules and everything like that so and i hope you enjoyed this episode i hope it, it, it you know there's a lot of gems that we dropped that y'all could learn and y'all could grow from and it's to help you find your creative purpose so remember that your purpose is a journey not a destination and you know so that, that, that is it to close out and we are out that's the fact love y'all savannah come back love <laughs>